0: A seed planted in just regular soil is gonna produce, but a seed planted in compost and manure produces so much more. But let me ask you a question. Do you think it's uncomfortable to be planted in manure? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But if you die to those things, then it's not manure any longer, it's fertilizer. Fertilizer.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Lift it Up podcast. My name is Brian, I'm on staff here at New Beginnings, and I'm here with our lead pastor, Pastor Joe Source. And here at the Lift it Up podcast, we spend some time in the Bible going over specific topics. We dive into them deep, and we hope today's podcast blesses you. So Pastor, would you like to start?
0: Yeah, um, we've been having conversations lately about a topic that's very, very central. Um, I think central to the gospel in general, but definitely central to our developing character. I think that's an issue across the board, whether a person's saved, unsaved, churched individual, unchurched individual. There's a problem with character mm-hmm. development. I don't know what it is about us that we oppose it, but it seems like it's getting worse, not getting better. And so we're seeing it on in the church world, a lack of character, right. which causes a, a big problem. We're seeing it in the political realm, a lack of character. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're seeing it, All over society, there's this lack of character, this sense of um, I am who I am and you just have to accept me for who I am and that's it. Mm -hmm. And so the less we develop our character, the more abrasive we become towards one another, the more conflict it produces, the more strife it produces. And let's face it, a person without character is not going to attract people to Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's just not. Because an individual who's unsafe says, well, what, what do I want to become like you? You have less character than I have. Right. You are acting more of a buffoon than I am. Why okay. would I want to hook up with a, a philosophy or a way of living or a belief system that's going to produce what I'm seeing in you? Right. And so, um, you know, we've talked about this. We've had these conversations before um, about the subject and the topic of submission, which yes. is a dirty word today. Okay. You know, it. Yep, I, I do. mean, you're I not do. that, you know, you're not that, you're not that old. No. You know, you see it. You mm-hmm. see the difference between the generations. And I'm not saying that my generation is perfect. Yeah. Remember, I come out of the sexual revolution generation of the 60s and the 70s, where we cast off all restraint. Mm-hmm. Um, thank God though when you come to the Lord, you start realizing things. I mean, you've seen in your own life how you've had to learn how to submit. In, in different areas. Yeah, um, absolutely. If you want to just mention a couple of different instances in your life where you had to submit yourself to things that you didn't like to do, but they they helped you develop character.
1: Yeah, well, I think I think the first thing is, um, the first thing that I that I came to realize on my own and then I heard it through, through teachings, whether it was you or Pastor Cap, was talking about that submission begins where you don't agree with something, right? So if I where agree- Where agreement with, ends. Where agreement ends, right. So if I agree with you that I'm not submitting, I'm just going along with what I agree with. But it's when I don't agree, and I'm able to still do what I'm asked to do by somebody, then I'm in submission. And you know the thing about it is that um, when you're talking about character, you know, there's different ways where you could believe you can build character. You can get self-help books. You can meditate. Right? There's all these different areas where the world will tell you, like, this is how you can build your character, or you can you can become a better person. But we're not looking to build our own righteousness. We're not looking to become better people. Right? right. We're looking. To, to some, develop
0: Christ-likeness.
1: To somebody else's character and develop right. that. Exactly. And the only way to do that is is to submit to Christ, to submit to God.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, you've talked about your background and, you know, before you came to work here mm-hmm. and even before you really came to Christ, where you were part of an organization uh, where you had to clean bathrooms. Yeah. And of course, nobody wants to do that. No. but. I I think that, I mean, you could share this, but mm-hmm. I think that if it wasn't for you submitting to that and saying, yeah, I don't like to do this, but I'll do it. It seemed like from your story, when you submitted yourself, that's when Jesus started working on your heart.
1: Well, yeah. So, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, um, you know, I used to have a drug problem and I was delivered um, from that you know, by Jesus. And I spent time in, in a drug rehab, which was also a homeless shelter and part of our responsibilities of living there was taking care of the building. Um, So yeah, I would clean the bathrooms every morning, um, which is not a fun job. Cleaning bathrooms is not fun. Um, Especially especially with guys. (laughs) Especially (laughs) with guys. And especially with guys' behaviors in the bathrooms. It's not fun. Um, So I found myself doing it. And in the beginning, I found myself doing it and complaining, which only made it worse. Sure. So I decided one day that I was going to have gratitude, right, just for the simple fact that I'm maybe cleaning a bathroom that I don't want to do, or, and I'm maybe even more importantly, cleaning up somebody else's messes, but it's better than being homeless or it's better than where I was a month ago. Sure. So I I, I did make the decision to start doing those kinds of things with gratitude. Um, and then the funny thing happened was before I would clean my bathrooms, we would have chapel and we would sing worship songs. And we used to sing this song um, that back then I thought was absolutely ridiculous, which was Jesus is going to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> and you have this worship. Which made no sense at that time, <laughs> it made right? made no sense. And you have this worship leader who, you know, would ask people to call out their problems. And they were real problems, like my marriage is a mess or I can't or I, I can't afford my my mortgage payment or this. And the response is Jesus is going to fix it. <laughs> I'm like, these people are absolutely nuts. <laughs> so, so fast forward a couple of weeks, and I'm in, the, I'm in the bathroom, I'm on the floor, I'm scrubbing the floors. And someone calls out from the other bathroom, because they're cleaning another bathroom. They're like, dude, what are you singing? And I'm like, I'm not singing anything. And I continue to clean. They're like, bro, you're singing. And I'm like, I'm not singing anything. And then they go, no, you're singing. And I realized while cleaning a bathroom floor, I was saying, Jesus is going to fix it.
0: (laughs) But your heart wasn't prepared to sing that song when you were still complaining. Right. Exactly. You submitted yourself. You changed your attitude. So what you were doing was developing character and didn't even realize it. Right. Exactly. But it was an act of your will. Like, I got to do this. This is better than being out in the cold. At least I have a good meal. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not out on the streets. So now I start developing gratitude. Right. And gratitude opened up your heart. To the point where now Jesus can come in and fix it,
1: right. And and I was no longer doing the assignment that I was that was I was given, because I was afraid of not doing it and having the consequences of getting kicked out. Right. I was doing it because I was thankful that I had somewhere to live. Right. And I had not been doing drugs, and I just had a better life than I had yesterday. Even though my better life to somebody on the outside may have looked terrible. Right.
0: But for to, you, it was better. It was a better life. So, but it started with submission. It did. And I'm telling you, I believe it all my heart that all character development starts with that first step of submission. It it just has to be that way. It's it's what what let's let's for people who may not know what we're referring to as far as submission, I wrote down a couple of notes. Mm-hmm. Biblical submission, okay, and it, and we got to specify it's biblical submission, because just the act of submission sometimes has gotten people trapped in ungodly relationships, in abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's that act of well I'm just gonna you know let the person rule my life that's not biblical submission. Right. The Lord never puts us in a position where He robs our dignity. Even though you were cleaning bathrooms, you had dignity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ungodly, worldly, devilish submission. Impo- it's almost like witchcraft. It's imposing your will on somebody else's life. But biblical submission is nothing more than. Ranking yourself under, and we're going to we're mm-hmm. going to keep saying that throughout this conversation. Right. Submission is ranking yourself under somebody of higher authority.
1: Right. Where it seems like the one you you mentioned prior to to that is almost like control.
0: It's control. It's cano- control, manipulation. It's right. It's demonic in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, it's to put yourself under another. It's to prefer another more than yourself, which we know that the mm-hmm. New Testament tells us that. But but it involves honor. Right. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. Uh, Biblical submission is always honor-based. It's not like like you said, you switch from, I have to scrub these tiles and clean this filter around the toilet because if I don't, I'm going to get thrown out, to I'm doing this because I'm grateful to have the opportunity to be in this place. And that led to Jesus is going to fix it.
1: Which made no sense.
0: Which makes no sense. But it starts with submission. Mm -hmm. It involves honor, but it also involves dying to self. And this is the major point of Christianity. I, I took a, um, a clip out of one of our messages. I don't remember which one it was that I taught recently. I think it might've been the foundation series, um, which people can also listen to on our YouTube channel, the foundation series, which I think is one of the most powerful series we've ever taught here in this church. Mm-hmm. I I made this statement and I took the clip and I put it on Facebook. Uh, It goes something like this. The Christian life is not just a changed life, but an exchanged life. Oh, wow. It's not just that we're changed, but we're exchanging our life, our dreams, our goals, our desires, and letting God come in and establish his. Mm -hmm. Bottom line, that's the only way you can live as a Christian and not constantly be frustrated, not constantly be wanting to be pulled back into the world, You've got to let him rule and reign. You have to submit to his will. Right. Okay, and many times we have trouble, even like for people resisting temptation. Uh, They say, well, I'll just resist the devil and he'll flee. No, the beginning of that verse says, submit yourself unto God. Right. Then resist the devil and he'll flee. Mm -hmm. Because submission brings that power. Submission brings... God's will into this situation brings God's grace into the situation and God's grace allows us and enables us and empowers us to do the things that we can't do on our own. Amen. You were graced Mm -hmm. when you were down here scrubbing those tiles and stuff you had to once you change your attitude once you submitted, once you chose to honor the institution that you were part of which gave you a place to sleep in Mm -hmm. the grace of God came for you to be able to do this job and actually be happy about it. Right. So that's where we started. And when I when I thought about that, I immediately thought about John chapter 12. John chapter 12, now, Jesus hasn't, it's not even the Last Supper yet. He's just getting ready for the Last Supper. And in John chapter 12, um, if we start like in verse 24, he's having this conversation. They've just welcomed him into Jerusalem. Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So it's right after Palm Sunday, and Jesus is having a conversation with the disciples. Mm-hmm. Okay, and verse 24. Most assuredly, I say to you, and when when Jesus starts out a statement with, it sometimes some translation will be verily, verily, or truly, truly, or most assuredly, is like, put this in the bank. You This yeah. is 100% bottom line truth. Mm-hmm. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. And then he, he gives us the illustration, and then he gives us, what it's symbolizing. Mm-hmm. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, here we go. You've got honor now, you've got submission, you've got subservience here. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will, will be also. If anyone serves me, him, my father, will honor. Oh, wow. You see it all connected Mm -hmm. there? I didn't even realize that until now. (laughs) Wow, It's all connected. So what's he saying here? Look, you're either gonna have your life Mm -hmm. or you're gonna have my life. Right. You're either gonna live the way you wanna live and and think that you're gonna fulfill your dreams and live your whole life frustrated and discontent, unfulfilled, or if you're willing to just put yourself in my hands, he's saying, Mm -hmm. if you would be like a kernel of wheat, a a grain of wheat and allow me to plant you in the ground, Okay, it's going to look like you're dead. It's going to look like you're buried. It's going to look like you have no life of your own. But at some point in time, that seed germinates. Right. And it begins to, to... And you ever notice what a seed is crazy? They don't have eyes. Seeds don't have eyes. But they know that they're always going to... When they sprout, they, they sprout up. up. Their roots go down, mm-hmm. but the, the sprout comes up. Right. They know exactly what to do without anybody telling them. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's what he's saying here. If you'll put your life in my hands, if you'll submit to me... Right. If you live a life of submission, which you know firsthand, a life of submission is always going to involve a life of service. Yes. Because service is the evidence that you that your heart submitted. Yeah, 100%. To, to, you think about that service. People say, "Well, yeah, I have no life of my own. I live for God." But you never do anything contrary to what you want to do. Mm-hmm. If you only do the things you like to do. No, I'm sorry. You're not submitted because God's going to put you in a position to do things that are uncomfortable, yes. to do things that you don't like, to do things where you got to step out of your comfort zone.
1: Because you're preferring somebody right. else. And
0: and and uh, I think I said this in service last night, no, whatever. I, I know recently when I was teaching, in order to say yes to something, you got to say no to something
1: else. 100%. Every single time. Submission. Every single time.
0: Okay. Right now, we took time. We're taking time. We're having this conversation. We had to take time away from something else Mm -hmm. in order to do this. So we had to take a choice. In order for us to say yes to this, we had to say no to something else. Exactly. Because you can't do both things at the same time. Mm -hmm. So he's saying here, if you will allow yourself to be like a grain of wheat that doesn't have a will of its own, wherever you plant it, that's where it's going to grow. Right. You'll get planted, you'll sprout forth, you'll bring life, and you'll, you'll not only reproduce what you are but you 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 produce dozens and dozens and sometimes hundreds and thousands of other seeds. Right. That's exactly what he's talking about here. And then he goes into the actual working of it, the actual mechanics of it. He who loves his life is going to lose it. So what are you going to do? Do you want to live your life or do you want to live my life? Right. And remember, a Christian life is not only a life changed, but a life exchanged. Exchange, yep. Okay. So which way are you going to have it? Because if you're going to live your life, you're going to live, you're going to die frustrated. If you, if, if you don't hate your life in this world, if you're going to hate your life in this world, if you're going to not prefer your own way, if right. you're going to submit, then you have life in eternity. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. And verse 26 just pops out at you because now this is the way you're going to do it. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. In other words, when we submit, Right. We, we line ourselves up with God's will. So where he is is where we're going to be. Mm-hmm. A Christian that lives a life of like God's over here and telling him, this is the path that I want you to walk on. But they insist on like, no, 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 I don't think I'm ready for that. I don't think I can do it. I don't want to do that. I have my own dreams, you know, because I don't know if you realize this or not. And maybe some of our audience might not realize. There are some Christians who just come into this thing so they can use God's power to get what they want. Right. I have to really honestly ask myself if the person is actually saved because when you're saved, again, the heart changes, mm-hmm. and you you start you start pursuing his direction, not your direction, because you realize, I've tried to live my life like this, and got nowhere, but there are Christians that'll come in, Christians that'll develop their faith, so that I can get my house, I can get my car, I can get what I want, I can go on my vacation, I can get the uh, trophy wife, I can, the mm-hmm. whole, the, the use God, use God, I think that's horrible, it's when a person realizes that they're doing that, they should just repent altogether, stop doing anything, take a sabbatical and get right with God. Because mm-hmm. God's not our dancing bear. He's not there for us to snap our fingers for him to jump. Right. We're supposed to live according to his will, not him turn the entire universe around so that we can get what we want. Right. There again, when a person lives that way, and let's face it, most of us don't even realize when we're doing that. But when we realize it, we have to understand, wow, I've completely... Missed out on submitting my life to my Creator, to my Father in Heaven, the One who has the yeah. true plan for my life.
1: And, and, I, and I and I think that's really important because I think, you know, if, when I read verse 26, what what jumps out to me is if it says, "If anyone serves me, let him follow me." Here's the problem: Jesus is no longer on the earth, so I have two ways of I have, I have two ways of serving and following Jesus. One way is by the leading of the Holy Spirit, absolutely. But in a more practical, everyday scenario. I'm going to have to submit to somebody else in order to submit to God's will. Right. Cause by serving God, I'm going to be serving people. That's my everyday interaction. My mm-hmm. everyday interactions with other people, whether it's in church or outside of church, whether it's family, friends, coworkers, people you don't even like, exactly, still got to prefer. Right. And the other thing too, that you were mentioning regarding sometimes we don't realize the things that we're doing and then we need to, we need to surrender and submit and change. That's about correction.
0: Yeah. Well, it's about being teachable.
1: It's about being teachable, receiving correction, and not getting offended by that correction. And a lot of the times, God will bring that correction through the person you're submitted under.
0: Absolutely. Oh my gosh, I think that's a primary way. That's a primary way because how can you say you love God who you can't see if you can't respect and honor the person that you can't see? Mm-hmm. It's just it's not going to happen. If you if you in other words, God puts people in your life. I can think of many people that God put in my life for me to rank myself under, to prepare me for where I am now, mm-hmm. you know? And had I had I missed that, and I'm not saying I was perfect. I can think of plenty of times where I missed opportunities, but I thank God for the opportunities that God put me in where he like painted me in a corner. Mm-hmm. And like, you have no choice. You need to submit yourself to what this person is saying. So not in an ungodly way, but th- look, I put this person in your life for you to learn from. Right. Uh, they're not there to punish you. They're not my weapon of, of uh, punishment. They're, they're, they're a tool for teaching. right? And um, yeah, some of the greatest lessons I've learned was doing something I didn't want to do. Uh, I mean, even now in the ministry, here I am, I'm, I'm like the top, top dog, right? I'm the, the lead pastor. Yep. But there's still times I got to do things I don't like to do. There's still times I have to uh, submit myself to God and say, I really don't want to do this. And, and I don't want to. And here's the other trick that we play sometimes in our mind. Well, let me Assume that I'm going to get this reward out of this, so that becomes my incentive. That's not submission. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. not submission. Or you know, let me go do this so that people will say what a great guy I am. That's not submission. Submission is when nobody sees what you're doing right. and you do it anyway mm-hmm. because you you want to pay honor to God. Right. You put, want to respect an individual that God's place in your life, and it doesn't always mean that it's somebody that's over you. It could, you know, we're told to submit one to another. Right. Um, we're all equal in God's sight. I mean, everybody, the, uh, there's a saying from years ago, the ground at the cross is level for everybody. Okay, we all come to the cross the same exact way. And, um, and so we should, We need to have honor for one another, respect for one another, submitting to one another. Yes. Um,
1: and, and, real, and real quick, before we possibly move on from this idea of serve, serving in honor, um, I often think about this church, you know, because we're coming up on a 25th anniversary this fall. Mm-hmm. And I often think back to all the people who have been here over 24 and a oh half gosh. years yeah. and because they served God, because they submitted to God, because they served the local church, there was a church here 20, 20, years later for me to, to walk into. So the things that we do today, naturally, absolutely will be there later on in the natural for right. somebody. Right. Cause you said that it will reproduce itself. Absolutely. And it's not just for, and it's not just for right. those for people ourselves. that
0: came here and it's not just the ones that are still with us. I always thank God for the people who are with me in whatever season of this ministry was. And let's face it, there's multitudes of people that came, stayed for a while, left, Mm -hmm. moved out of state, got different jobs. God called them to another church, maybe someone who went into ministry themselves. Um, It's not just, okay, I'm going to honor you because you're still still here with me. Mm -hmm. I thank God. I can think of individuals that were key To the growth of this ministry that are not part of the ministry anymore. And so I'm not gonna dishonor God by dishonoring that person because they're not here anymore. Right. Okay. there's quite a few individuals I wish I still had a relationship with, but it's just the way it is. You move on, God moves people in different directions. Mm-hmm. But the time that they were here was critical to this ministry. Right. And at that season of life, we needed an individual like so-and-so or this person or that individual. And thank God that they submitted themselves to God's will for their life in this season right. that they were in mm-hmm. because that season was critical. It's almost like an Esther thing. You know, they were made for such a time as this, mm-hmm. for that particular season, wherever we were in growth in the church. You know, there were people that were with me in the very beginning. They were they were the core group of this of this church. Mm-hmm. You know, at that time the core group, even if it was six or eight people, you know, we had maybe 100, 125, 150 in the very very beginning. We needed, we wouldn't have been able to reach those 100, 150. And then the seeds that they planted and the fruit that they bore mm-hmm. and the people that they influenced went on to be the next core group for the right. next season. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it goes on and on and on. And, and exactly like you're now here for this season. Okay, there's others. Uh, personally, I don't mean any offense to anybody, but I think we have the greatest team we've ever had in this church. Oh, wow. Right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, I mean, I would know. I've been here since day one. <laughs> yeah. this is the greatest team. But you really, you could say that every season, and every for that season, is- the people that we had that submitted themselves—not to me, mm-hmm. but submitted submitted themselves to God for that season—they were the greatest team we ever had up until that point. Oh wow! Because they submitted themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, now. It's like, man, now we got a team that's really, because let's face it, the size of the church is ridiculous now. Yes. Compared to what it was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, with the pandemic and everything, we're kind of scaled back a little as far as attendance. But now there's a whole new breed of individuals, a whole new breed. You see every service in every campus. We've got people we've never seen before. Right. And coming in. And so now it's a whole new season. And now it requires us to stay submitted so that these individuals can become the grains of wheat that fall into the ground so that they can bear much fruit, so that they can impact their generation and impact the congregation of new beginnings now in 2022. Whether it's in Bayville, mm-hmm. whether it's in Wall Township, whether it's here at our central campus, we've got to be faithful to be stay submitted to the season that we're in. But really, when you come down to it, you mentioned this before, and I thought you were going in this direction. Maybe you were, and we started talking differently. Um, You talked about two factors involved uh, to submit. Mm -hmm. We have to be submitted to the Holy Spirit, okay? But then the other area that we need to be submitted to, and a lot of people never put this in the area of submission, is submission to the Word. Let's be honest with each other. The Word of God asks us to do things. It's like, this doesn't make any sense. Right. None of it makes any sense. Um, you know, uh, the person who gives is going to become rich. That, that makes sense in the kingdom, but it makes no sense in the natural. Right. Okay. The person who withholds grows poor. Mm-hmm. You think, well, no, if I withhold, it means I have. No, no, no. Because you're not submitting to the word of God when it comes to being generous or giving or uh, being selfless. When you withhold, you withdraw. Mm-hmm. You shrivel. When you give... You're, you're not only distributing life, but in order for me to... When I distribute life, God distributes life in me. Right. Whatever I distribute, he's going to keep filling me. It, it's like the parable of the talents. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and the one who did nothing with it, who held, withheld, not only did he have it taken away, but got rebuked by the master right. and got handed over to torturers. Okay, it's drastic. Mm-hmm. So I think in the life of the Christian... Developing the character of submission really starts with developing submission to the Word. Amen. Because the Word, again, asks us to conduct ourselves a certain way that doesn't make any sense. So let's go to Romans chapter chapter 10. Because I can't think of a better portion of Scripture um, that opens up our eyes to these things. This is coming right from Paul. Paul the Apostle, you know— uh, he was, he was like, trained, uh, and he's, like, 100% Pharisee. Judaism is his big thing. This is how he's living his life, and it's about doing. It's about doing. It's about doing. So we're going to see this here. Why don't you start reading in verse 1? So verse 1 starts
1: out, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved.
0: Stop right there. You see his heart? Mm-hmm. In fact, in the next chapter, in chapter 11, he says, I, I wish I could be forever damned so that my brethren would have their eyes open. This is a man who submitted. Right. Now, I'm not saying he started out that way. Nobody starts out that way. Mm-hmm. But this is a guy who said, my, my heart's desire, in other words, I'm passionate for this. Mm-hmm. And the passion is driving him to pray to God for who? For himself? For no. his family members? No, For Israel. For Israel is that they may be saved. Because so
1: It, 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 it seems in that verse that now no longer is the, the desires of his heart, his desires, they're God's desires. They're God's
0: desires that he submitted to. Right. So when you submit to that, that desire becomes yours. Right. I, I love to pray. I love to pray in the spirit, but that didn't come natural to me. That came by me hanging around and submitting to others that knew how to pray, mm-hmm. others that knew how to hear from God, others that learned how to flow in the Holy Spirit. Okay, I submitted, I showed up. When, when there'd be prayer meetings at 6 o'clock in the morning, I was there. I, I, I would sit, I would stand, I would hold my hands, but I would keep my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. I was submitted to the people who were praying. Therefore, because I submitted to them, and they were presu- pursuing the desires of God in prayer, those desires became my desire, and that's what happened to Paul. Right. So go ahead. You can keep reading.
1: So verse 2, For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their
0: own righteousness. Let's stop right there. So they being ignorant of God's righteousness. So that means, that's telling us here there's two kinds of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's God's righteousness. And then there's our righteousness that we seek to establish on our own. Right. So what is righteousness? Righteousness we define as having the ability to stand in the presence of God without any sense of guilt or condemnation. Right. In other words, we're in the right position. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, we work in an office together. We share an office. You, my wife, me, we share an office. We get along. Mm-hmm. We're in right standing with each other.
1: Right, it would get real uncomfortable. if
0: Oh if my gosh! <laughs> if anything ever happened between yeah. any of us, if I come in here and I just had an argument with my wife, okay, which rarely happens, mm-hmm. but if I came in here and had an argument, and you would know right away, because as, as soon as she walked in, or if she's in the office and I walk in, there'd be a chill in the air. Right? Yeah. Something's wrong. Yeah. Something's wrong. Okay. Yeah. We're not in right standing with each other. Mm-hmm. And If I said something or did something and kind of hurt your feelings, uh, not that you're not like that at all, but if that were to happen we would not be in right standing with each other. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean we hate each other, never going to see each other. It means something happened where there was a break in the relationship. And that's what he's saying here. Righteousness, biblically speaking, is not a way a person dresses or a way a person conducts themselves or uh, do they wear jewelry? Do they not wear jewelry? Do women wear makeup? Do they not wear makeup? You know, because there's some denominations that they frown on this. Right. Okay it's an outward appearance of righteousness. Mm -hmm. But what good is dressing a certain way? What good is me not eating certain foods? Uh, What good is it me not doing certain things on a certain day? If on the inside, my spirit hasn't changed, it's still dead to God. So Paul's saying here, there's two kinds of righteousness. There's the righteousness that comes from God. Mm -hmm. And there's a righteousness that we try to establish on our own. He's saying that the people he's praying for, which is the nation of Israel, or the people of Israel, Abraham's descendants, they have a zeal for God, but it's not according to knowledge. Okay. Because they try to establish, see it? Yep. And seeking to establish their own righteousness have not done what? Submitted. Right. They have not submitted to the righteousness of God. So read verse 3 again.
1: So verse 3, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. So look at this.
0: So the righteousness of God has to be submitted to. Yes. That means there comes a point where agreement ends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's really good. Yeah. There comes a point when you're reading the word you go, I don't know. I believe this, but I don't know. I don't know if I believe this, but we know God requires that. So at that point, I'm agreement. It's almost like, if you read the book of Acts, when Paul gets to Athens in Greece, mm-hmm. he goes to the marketplace where the people that were there were like the Hollywood elite of today. They all hung around talking to each other, gossiping with each other. Every new idea that came around, they would judge, they would criticize, or they would endorse it. And so here comes Paul on the scene. And he begins to speak to them, and he's beginning, he's he's setting them up to preach the gospel. Okay, And it says they were all, their ears were like, man, they really want to hear what this guy has to say until he mentions the resurrection of the dead. As soon as they mentioned the resurrection of the dead, bam, the wall went up. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear it again. Uh, and they start to criticize him. What is this babbler talking about? Okay. And they refuse to listen. What happened? They were in agreement mm-hmm. with what he was preaching until he mentioned Jesus being raised from the dead. And they went, uh, what did he just say? Right, And they were like, no, no. So what happened? They refused to submit themselves to that which would have brought them the righteousness of God. Right. You see it? Mm -hmm. Now, it says there were few there that believed, and they probably became part of Paul's circle. Mm -hmm. But the majority of the influencers, the ones who the rest of Athens society respected, they went, no, we're done. Right. What's he talking about? That's what Paul's talking about right here. He said, for they, Israel, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. Verse 4. Go
1: ahead. Yeah, you want to read it? Yep. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Who what? Who believes. Who believes. Okay. Keep going. For Moses writes about the righteousness, which is of the law. The man who does those things shall live by them.
0: Stop. The man who does those things. Yes. And Old Testament law required a lot of doing. A lot of doing. A lot of rituals. A We're lot of observances. Doing, doing or, and
1: not doing, right? Doing and
0: not doing. Everything right. was about us. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's about us. Okay? And if I want to approach God, something is going to have to die in my behalf. I don't die. Right. A poor innocent animal dies, mm-hmm. and that's symbolic of my life. But let's face it. You can go all day long and sacrifice an animal's. They went there. They shed the blood. The blood will be put on the, on the uh, mercy seat. But nobody ever walked away born again. No. They only walked away with the satisfaction of, did my duty. Man, I went and bought the best lamb I could possibly buy. I found the most beautiful lamb. No spot, no blemish, no crooked eyes, no broken legs. Look at me. I brought God my best lamb. Mm-hmm. Sacrificed it, shed the blood. Mm-hmm. Might have even taken the lamb home to eat. Yeah but their heart never changed.
1: And, you can, you, and I can picture um, two individuals in that scenario saying, well, my sacrifice was better than your sacrifice. My lamb was better than your
0: lamb. I paid more money for my yeah. lamb. You went to Walmart and bought your <laughs> lamb. I went to Wegmans. <laughs> yeah. you know, Mine's mine organic. Qu- Mine's <laughs> organic, top quality. Yeah. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Mm-hmm. Okay? So he's, he's trying to teach Israel, because let's face it, this is written to the Romans, but which Romans. The Jews in Rome, mm-hmm. the Jews, the ones that went to the synagogues in Rome, that's where the early church started. Right. Okay. It was in the synagogues. So he's writing to the Jews. And and again, I want to emphasize this. For Christ is the end of the law of, for righteousness or to result in righteousness for everyone who believes. That's our action step. Right. Believes. Believes. For Moses writes about the righteousness, which is of the law, the man who does those things. Let's say even Deuteronomy 28 with all the blessings there. mm mm-hmm there's a prerequisite he said if you if you obey my commands and follow my statutes right you'll have all these blessings well what about the person who doesn't do that right in the old testament they did without the blessings now thank god for us because jesus is the one who went before us Mm -hmm. and on our behalf obeyed god never straying away from that Mm -hmm. and because we're in him now we have access to those blessings and thank the God people, for that. And thank God for that. But if the people back then, if they did not do what they were told to do, mm-hmm. they forfeited the blessings. And they got the second half of that chapter, which was the curses, no? The curses. And there's two times as many curses as there are blessings. Mm-hmm. I believe Deuteronomy 28 from verse 1 goes down to verse 14 is blessings. Deuteronomy 28 goes into the 60s. The rest of that is all curse i mean and there's some descriptive curses there right hemorrhoids all kinds of stuff (laughs) everything any uncomfortable thing that could possibly come into our life is listed in those curses right so so now watch this now read verse five again
1: for moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law the man who does those things shall live by them
0: keep going but go ahead but the righteousness of faith speaks stop the righteousness of faith does what? It speaks. The righteousness of the Lord does. does. You see it? Mm-hmm. The, the righteousness of the Lord does, but the righteousness of God speaks. How do we get born again?
1: We speak, we confess.
0: We confess, we say the same as. Confess means to say the same as. We say the same with our mouth what we believe, we believe in, in, our in our heart. Hearts. But what we believe in our heart is based on the word yeah. that Paul says has to be submitted to. Mm hmm. Submission starts with this. Yeah. Okay? But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart who will descend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The, the word, word, not the doing. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart, not in your hands. Right. Okay? It's in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach, that if what? What's the context here? Salvation. Mm -hmm. That if you confess, what does confess involve? Speaking. Mm -hmm. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. The whole context of Romans chapter 10 mm-hmm. is to teach people to put aside their way of trying to get righteous and to submit to God's way of being righteous, right. which does not involve your your sacrifice, does not involve your penance, does not involve your giving all your money away, does not involve you uh, uh, going in the desert and, and, and eating uh, bugs and dressing with with a rough robe, Mm -hmm. and that's all you had the rest of your life. Those are all outside, outward attempts to become religious and to become righteous in Mm -hmm. God's eyes. God says, all I'm looking for is faith in your heart. I'm looking for you to take the faith that's in your heart and speak it with your mouth and declare it, okay? Because in the book of Job, it says, you shall declare a thing and it will be established. When we confess, when we declare that Jesus Christ is Lord of our lives, that we place our faith in him, it becomes established for us, okay? Our our name is written in that Lamb's Book of Life. It's in there, okay? Mm -hmm. Never to be changed, never to be erased, okay? Because we have done, we submitted ourselves with God's plan of salvation. You see it? Mm -hmm. That's why this does not make sense to religious people. Uh, I've seen it over the years. You do an altar call. And you can almost see that you can almost see that relig- people that were brought up in religions, especially Christian denominations or right. religious denominations, you can see the tilt going on. Like, I don't have to give all my money. I don't have to light fifteen thousand candles. Uh, I don't have to be in church twenty-four hours a day. I don't have to be poor. I don't. I, I don't have to be sick. I what are you talking about? How am I going to show God I love Him? Right. Because, man, we want to be the center of it. We want to show, like, uh, you, know, you know, like when they went to, when, when Jesus, when the, when the religious people went to Jesus, when the, the synagogue people went to Jesus and said, hey, look, there's this Roman official here who, uh, his, his servant is sick, and, you know, you should come and do this for him because, after all, this guy's been nice to us and he built us a synagogue. <laughs> Yeah. You remember that mm-hmm. story? Yeah. They literally say it. They're so delusional. They don't even realize what they're saying. I would have loved to see Jesus' face when they said to him, you know, you really should do this for this guy. You know, like, you know, come on, let us pull. Let me pull the string. They probably said to the centurion, hey, listen, we got a guy. Yeah. We're going to yeah. go. We'll talk to him. We got a connection. He's going to come here. The kid's going to be okay. Your servant's going to be okay. They try to manipulate him mm-hmm. to religious religious doings. You should do this for him. That guy had more sense than they did because he says to Jesus, "You don't even have to come under my roof; just speak the word, only, and mm-hmm. my servant shall be healed." He wasn't looking to pull any strings. He wasn't looking to say, "Hey, listen, I built a synagogue for your people. You better come over here and take care of this guy, or I'll turn this synagogue into a nightclub." Mm-hmm. You know? No, he said, "I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof." Where does submission start with honor? Honor. I'm not worthy. Not worthy. The guy is, is, is over hundreds of soldiers. He's a Roman official. He could have g- snapped his fingers and a whole village would get destroyed. Yet he said to Jesus, the message was, mm-hmm. I'm not worthy for you to come under my house. Right. Speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. He said, because I recognize authority.
1: I was going to say, he, re- he must have must recognized something. He
0: recognized authority. He said, I, I know that you have power and that you can do this because I know what my power is like. I say to a servant, go, and he goes. I say to a servant, come, and he comes. And Jesus goes, I've not seen such great faith like this, not in all of Israel. Why? Because they're trying to play. The religious people were trying to pull strings. Mm -hmm. The religious people who were not submitted to God's way of righteousness said, hey, this guy's done a lot for us. Come on, you know we're in good with this guy. Don't ruin it for us. Come and heal this servant, so that the centurion, this guy, this, this nobleman, whoever it was, the Roman official, so that he's pleased with us. Right. The Roman official knew. said nothing to do with pulling strings, because mm-hmm. he. Who knows if he hadn't called every doctor in the area, and pulled strings and said, "Hey, come and take care of my servant. He's he's." paralyzed, he's tormented, he's in terrible pain, and they couldn't do anything. He realized, no, this isn't a natural thing here. Right. This is something that needs to be handled supernaturally. Mm-hmm. But it all came out to submission. 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 And honor. And honor. And you can't walk in authority if you're not submitted to the authority over you. You can't. You can't. He knew it. He goes, he knew, he knew that he had power because Rome backed him up. Right. Okay, whoever he was submitted to, and whoever that person was submitted to, all the way back to the emperor, he knew that his power was derived from a higher authority. Right. But he also recognized that Jesus's power was derived from a higher authority. Mm-hmm. And you know, if I submit to him, if I rank myself under him, if I prefer him more than myself, my servant's going to be healed. And he believed. And he believed. Yeah. He believed. So Paul's trying to get the rest of the people who are going to read this letter, to understand submission. Now, the truth of the matter is, whether speaking religiously or just in human nature, me doing things to earn righteousness makes me feel good and makes sense to me. Right, exactly, it makes sense. Me not having any demand put on me other than, what do you believe in your heart? Right. What are you willing to speak? That removes me out of the limelight. It takes me out of the spotlight. Mm -hmm. The light's not on me anymore. Because all I'm doing is speaking what I claim to believe. Right. But that's what gets us in right standing with God. Because Mm -hmm. we're not coming. See, when I'm coming with all that I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing, that's pride based. Right. I want the attention. I want to be seen. I want to be seen. I want to be looked up to. I want to be talked about. Hey, did you hear? Hey, this Roman guy built a synagogue for us. Man, what an awesome guy. You ever notice that, that people always judge somebody else by what they could do from them? Yeah. You'll always hear somebody, hey, you know so-and-so. They'll give you the shirt off their back. Yeah, you're, yeah. But what if they don't give you the what shirt if they off their stop? back? Okay, right. What if they stop? Did they yeah. did they cease being a great person now? Because maybe they don't have the resources anymore that they had at one time in their life. Right. If we,
1: and if we went back to John, we would see that when you, were, when, when you were talking about the seed being planted, it was no longer visible. It was no longer in the spotlight.
0: No longer visible. It's, if anything, it's in the dark. Now, let's bring out another thing. I was going to mention this before, but I didn't want to waste the time or thought it was a waste of time. A seed planted in just regular soil is going to produce. Mm-hmm. But a seed planted... In compost, in manure. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> in fertilizer mm-hmm. produces so much more. But let me ask you a question. Do you think it's uncomfortable to be planted in manure? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. When you're talking about our lives, it's mm-hmm. like, but yet, yet, it seems like God's path for us puts us in a position sometimes to have to eat some garbage. Mm-hmm. to have to to submit to people that God puts in our life that maybe we wouldn't really want to be submitted to. Maybe they don't, in our eyes, deserve to be submitted to. Maybe they haven't earned that area or that position in our own lives. Maybe we're going to go through some garbage. Maybe we're going to go through some hard times in life. Maybe we're going to have to uh, submit ourselves to some humiliating circumstances. But if you die to those things... Then it's not manure any longer. It's fertilizer. It's
1: fertilizer, and it goes from complaining to gratitude.
0: It goes from complaining to gratitude. We just came full circle. Yeah. Man, I, I don't think we need to go any further with this. this is, I think we made the point. That was it's really
1: submission. good. It's submission.
0: It's submission. It's all about submission. We can't develop character without submission. Uh, and you know, even though I'm I'm like the head guy here, mm-hmm. and the lead pastor, I still strive to force myself sometimes to submit one to another, to submit. And yeah, mm-hmm. you know, obviously in the scheme of things, I have the final say with things, but I've learned over the years, that doesn't help me develop character to get my way all the time. You and, know It doesn't yeah. help me. And so sometimes I'll just force myself to like, okay, that's not the way I would do it. Right. And that's not really the way I think I would like to do it, but you know what? That's what this person wants to do. And they believe in that. All right, go ahead, do it. Let's do it that way.
1: So what do we learn today? That submission starts where agreement
0: ends. Where agreement ends. It's always going to involve honor. Honor. There has to be a component of service. In other words, you've got to develop a heart of a servant, mm-hmm. an attitude of a servant. And really, as it comes, as it pertains to our Christian walk, growth comes from the Word of God. Faith comes from the Word of God, from Correct. hearing the Word of God. hmm But growth comes when we submit ourselves to the Word of God. Now, Paul had to submit himself at some point in his life. The same way he was asking others to submit, he had to get out of his Old Testament head. Right. Because he had a lot of knowledge. A lot of knowledge. A lot of knowledge. Okay? He probably could have quoted the entire Old Testament, Mm -hmm. what we consider Old Testament. But what did it get him? It got him persecuting christians it got him killing individuals right it got him standing there holding the robes of the people that stoned stephen Mm -hmm. the very first martyr in the early church so he was developing character but it wasn't good character right because he was trying to establish his own righteousness right he going to damascus he's going to hunt down the people of this way that walk of life what walk was it a walk of submission to god right submitting to the Word, submitting to God's plan for righteousness, mm-hmm. even though it didn't make any sense. So he learned it. Therefore, he, that qualified him. He submitted himself to the Word. He submitted himself, let's face it, think about it this way. I hadn't thought about it until now. He submitted himself to the other apostles, yet he's got doctorate degrees. Yeah. These guys didn't oh, wow. even know how to talk right. 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 They're Every laymen. time they open their mouth, all the religious people went, uh, These guys must be Galileans because <laughs> yeah. they're like hicks. They can't even pronounce words right. right. Who knows if Peter might have had three teeth in his mouth? We don't know. Right, exactly. They were backwards, country bumpkins. And yet, Paul, well, Saul, submitted himself to the apostles mm-hmm. and allowed them to kind of like influence him. And then he goes off on his own. He goes with Barnabas first, then he goes with Silas, and then he becomes the one who gets submitted to. It all comes back to the same thing. You cannot develop character, godly character, Mm -hmm. without learning submission. Amen. Amen.
1: Well, I hope this blessed you. Remember, submission begins where agreement ends, and we know that the Word of God is to to be believed upon and to be confessed. It's not just about our doing, but it's about what we believe in our heart and confessing the Word of God based on our right standing through Jesus Christ. Thank you for watching us. Watch out for the next episode coming soon. We love you guys. Thank you all. Have a great day.
0: Amen.